Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Two, one, What's action. What's that? Oh, shit. <laughs> you got to give him like two say, seconds say, after action. he says action. What's happening, people? I am Colleen Witt. You are now watching Eating While Broke. And I'm James Andre Jefferson Jr. That's, that's, that was horrible. That's not <laughs> that was just white. James Andre Jefferson Jr. I've never been that on Caucasian another in my episode life. of Eating While Broke. <laughs> you never been that Caucasian? Yeah, never in my life. <laughs> I feel like James, just so you guys know, um, James took it upon himself to really challenge. My palate today. I, I heard. So. I, I know. I know uh, that you like stuff like this because you're weird, and so, so I, I got this right here. That's now, a secret ingredient, and I'm scared to know what is in it. So we got this: the secret ingredient, the secret ingredient, <laughs> the secret ingredients, and we have crackers because I, you know, I, I love crackers. Crackers are some of my uh, favorite things on this planet, and um, so I want you to take a cracker, put it on your plate. And we got salting. What you gonna walk the walk everybody through what the all the ingredients? I'm are? about to in a second. Okay, we got to bust it out. So now this is what we call oysters. Now this ain't the ones you get at, uh, at Nobu. Yes, okay. I'm gonna let you smell it. There you go. Oh, yeah. Please don't spill those juices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the important part is where people mess up. You got to you gotta drain the oils out of it. That's a lot more than I remember back in the day. <laughs> oh. I can't believe I used to eat this. <laughs> it's like the crackheads of the sea. So just like a little behind the story, James was talking about eating like ramen, and I was like, oh, I don't, everyone does ramen, you know, eye roll. And then I was like, you know, what other dishes do you have? And then he came up with this particular dish, and then I was like, man, I should have stuck with the ramen. Um, it's tradition to take a sip of the... the no, I'm good. It's, it's my culture. Um, you have to. Go ahead, you do it first. Ooh, <laughs> that's delicious. Your turn. 
I'll smell it. <laughs> try to get me. All right, so now. He's just trying to get me to eat the oyster juice. So you have the oysters in here. You see this? Everybody, ooh, pretty. Take about two, three of them. Oh, oh, we're not even using that. Okay. No, you don't need that. No, use your hands. We... No, man, this is. No, look, I'm going to show you. <laughs> just go like this. This One. is like eating while. Uh... Safe, <laughs> COVID edition. <laughs> You put them on there like it that. It looks like mini brains. I'm using no, my don't, put, I'm using my... All right, fine. <laughs> grab the oysters. Oh, I can't tell you how great this oh, texture yeah, there feels. You go. It's oysters. It's, now, oysters and mussels are, are different, right? I didn't say nothing about no mussels. <laughs> no, I just like they look and feel like muscle-ish. Honestly, I don't think these are oysters. They've just been telling us this. I think this is some like pig intestines in the sea. Okay, got So it. now you grab... The mustard. Okay. You know, you got to shake your mustard up because if you don't, the liquid will come out. Okay. You know, that's a little hood trick. Let me show you. Then put some band- oh, that's a little much. but. Oh, okay. There you go. I mean, the smell is... I eat like... I, I was eating like... Oh, yeah, man, then. I put too much. <laughs> and she got the warmest <laughs> mustard in the planet. Ooh. And then you put some hot sauce on it. Got it. Yeah. Why? Fix your face. I'm, I'm sorry. You I, disrespected I'm me by... Try- no, no. It's great, man. This is... Look at um, that. Oh, yeah. So this is what you ate. Yeah, this was this is a little snack. My my mom always had weird little little like pregnant white woman uh, snacks, and this is one of them. Now I'm looking at it. I, I'm I'm mad. I made this a thing. Like it's not like this came like this. We made this a thing. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. Then you get another cracker. Okay. Oh, so we're making a a sandwich. <laughs> a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> oyster uh, sandwich. So you then know you what? Squeeze it together. This is definitely a broke dish because uh, when I was shopping for it, it was like extremely affordable. How much did it cost you? I think it was like less than five bucks. There you go. So you ready? Cheers. Cheers. You take a bite first. Uh, everyone, uh, if I end up sick or with some kind of belly aches or you see any alarms, this is this is the dish that sent me there. You go Oyster, first. hot sauce, mustard, saltine crackers, and saltine crackers. Are you going? Why do I have to go first? I just want to see, because I ain't eat this in a while. Here we go. Here we go. I can't believe she ate it. I ain't eating this bullshit. (laughs) 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 Let me see. It actually doesn't taste that bad. It's good. Yeah. Got a little um, seafood with some some mustard. I think the mustard set it off. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful you added the mustard and the hot sauce. If you put these with an egg and a cup of noodle, a boiled egg and a cup of noodle, fire. Oh, gosh. I, <laughs> I see a pack of ramen on here, and I'm terrified that that's the next. Yeah, there's next thing right here. We only got one of these because we can't fit the rest in the budget, I feel like. This is what we used to do with these. So, like, we was all, back when I was younger, we used to play outside. Mm-hmm. So when we play outside... You had to grab a snack real mm-hmm. quick. Like, we playing hide and go seek. We go, whatever we're doing. So we had to grab something quick. We had a bunch of top ramen at the house because we were broke. You know, you buy you buy 40 of them for, for $2.50 back in the day. Mm. So you would take you take the powder. Yeah. I like how you got chicken because I'm black. Yeah. And I'm black, too. I know. I just wanted to make you feel uncomfortable for a second. I want you, you know? to question your identity. <laughs> I feel on. like, uh, and this is going to sound like a general statement, but I feel like when you're mixed... Black people tend to question so your blackness, and then white people just only see you as black. Because you light skin. Yeah. You well, think? no, because you're mixed. You light skin. Like you're just never good that. enough for any any side. Nah, that's not true. You know you black. Okay. The way you be dressing, you wear boots every day. 
The weddings, all that. Timberlands. <laughs> and when you That's broke, you probably wore them, them lug boots. <laughs> Remember the lug thing. boots? So when were you eating this? This is... This is when you're at the house watching the movie. My mom used to eat these all the time. She, the oysters were just a, a stable where, uh, when I was growing up. Oysters, mustard, and my dad used to eat them too, but he used to put them in top ramen, but cooked. So this is what I call raw, raw so top So would this be like, in your household, would this be considered like an appetizer? Or is this like... I That's, feel like my breath is going to smell after eating. No, it, it, it did already before we started, but... <laughs> But it does smell a little bit more funkier now. But uh, this is more of a snack. Mm-hmm. You, you can't get full off this. But this, you you eat two of these, you in the game. Yeah. The the scary part about what I'm watching you do with this ramen is that there's no boiling water. No, you don't need that. Um, this, this You on the outside. You grab one of these, you go outside, you go play hide and go seek with the homies. Okay. So, so you're going to eat this dry. So yeah, you know, you're going to go first. listening... Why is it I have to go first on all these dishes? I feel like you're testing me to see if Chivalry I Chivalry is this. alive and well. Ladies, okay. go first. Man up. Come on. Here we go. Mm. Not that bad. Look, at you hear that? You hear the crunch? It sounds like she's chewing on rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I didn't even know this was possible. I don't even know how I started this one. You didn't have water or stove? We <laughs> <laughs> were that poor. So, like, your mom kind of taught you this oyster Yeah, my, dish. my mom and my, my dad taught me to like oysters. And then my mom taught me to, like, put them with, like, mustard. And then I put the crackers myself. Oh, okay. I always, I'm always a big carb person. My mom likes oysters just by themselves. She could just do this, dip it in hot sauce, and be good. Okay. And then, They're and do you eat bad. the sardines in the can? Nah. See, I'll eat the sardines in a can or the mussels. I, I didn't know they sold oysters like this. Just, just crammed up like kitty litter? Yeah. Not kitty litter, but, but kitty food. But with the ramen, did you come up with? The ramen, yeah. Ramen's always been a staple. I think in, in every... But I'm saying, did you come up with eating it dry like a cracker? No, or, I, I... Or did so, you learn that from someone? I started that on my own. Oh, so you're taking full credit I'm for the I'm taking 100%. Ramen. That, that's raw, raw top ramen. Please don't disrespect my creation. Okay. Okay. So, 100%. I was raw top ramen was my thing because I never liked uh, uh, the texture of noodles. Oh. Like, so you don't eat spaghetti? I, I that's what I'm saying. It, may, it becomes with like garlic bread or something like that. I just don't like texture, like soft textures. So when did you decide you were gonna start? Because I feel like you know I look at a lot of different influencers online, mm-hmm. and you definitely have like the most celebrity attention, celebrity input, celebrity back and forth on your feeds. Okay. When did you decide you were going to be that man that's going to just, I'm going to go up and keep it all the way real and not care if these celebrities like it or not? So I started, before I started doing um, online content, I was doing stand-up comedy. I started doing it when I was uh, 13 years, 13 and a half, about to be 14. And so I spent a lot of time Doing stand up from the ages fourteen, I just catch the buses out to the comedy clubs, the Ha Ha Cafe, the Improv, the Ice House, all the way up nights. My mom didn't know where I was at; I'd just be out to comedy clubs. At, at thirteen, she didn't know where you were. Thirteen, fourteen, yeah. Thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Okay. She, 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 but she also gave me these oysters, so let <laughs> you know what's going on in my household. So at eighteen, um, I got a, a radio job at uh, Clear Clear Channel, and um. There was a, we was doing a live remote at Universal Studios, and we had this band here called 303. This band had three songs on the radio. They had some hot records, but nobody gave a fuck about them. 
Nobody. People come up. I said it's three out three. They got that song. I forget the song, but um, nobody cared. But then there was a skinny little white kid. Same night at Universal Studios. Probably like an hour later. And uh, this is around 2009, 2010. And um, everybody knew him. Cholos, little black kids, old white ladies wanted a picture with him. And, I, and me and my coworkers was like, well, who's that? And then one of the people told us, oh, he's, he's on YouTube. And in my head in 2009, I said, what the fuck was that? Yeah, 2009. Damn, YouTube was out that long? Yeah, it was, it was out. It's probably been yeah. out before. I, I knew YouTube was a thing just to watch videos, but I didn't know you could be a personality yeah, yeah. on it. And um, so when I, when, when I seen the online thing, I just you just got to adapt. So I got online. Didn't know how to do it for the first five, six years. I was cussing too much and being raggedy and, and just, just being raw. So around 2015, 2016, I kind of molded myself to be a little better, to be acceptable by the guidelines, the community guidelines, stuff like that. And me just talking about celebrities... And I, me, I just, I just really don't care what people think. Yeah. I just, just truly, I, I've, I've been around, I've been around celebrities I talked about, and I, I, I they kind of give me a look like that motherfucker look familiar. And I have celebrities DM me before their DJs, our managers, threatening. I, I've been threatened before by a few celebrities. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say who, but I've been. Dang, threatened. that was gonna be my next question. Do share. <laughs> so um, now I remember. So, for those of you that don't know, I've known James for a very long time, since he was a little high schooler. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nobody re- knows that, by the way. You said, those, you said yeah. those people that don't know. That don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, we go way back. But um, I'll never forget, um, I had a company previous to this, Celebrity High, <laughs> and I'll never forget you and Cameron yeah. had did an interview with Kevin Hart. Right. And at the time, you know, James was exactly who you, you see him as today, very colorful, very Extreme mohawks. He had like these hamburger headphones, weird uh, socks, and and uh, he had these weird earrings. Just say I was ugly back then. Just go on and say that's what you're trying to say. Because the way you're talking about it, like it's just uh, he had all his weird and hamburger, and then I feel like you know when you see someone's baby and you don't want to say it's ugly, and you're like, (laughs) how big is it? I feel like I was just doing that, but um, I'll never forget during this interview. So Cameron had came and he was like very professional. And I was like, you know, these celebrities knew they were being interviewed by high school kids. But I'll never forget that interview was a pivotal moment for me also being a young person, which was uh, during the interview, Kevin Hart had addressed who he felt was going to have like this long, successful career. And I immediately thought he was going to like look to. Because Cameron, I, I, Cameron's dressed like he has a suit on. He, has he was like tie, super professional. Glasses. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Like, hey, like, 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 he's yeah. like uh, Clark Kent. That's yeah, a, that's, he was that's super professional. And I totally got it. And I that's how I wanted him. James shows up. I think he had a mohawk. It was just like extreme. And I was like semi-mortified, semi-wanted to pull James from the interview. I see, I didn't know this. Thank you for telling me this. Yeah, guy. but I was just like, I felt on the lines of Cameron. But one of the things that Kevin Hart addressed, and I'll never forget this, is that by James being unique, he was like, I will always remember you. Right. And you will always stand out. And, you know, he could see this bright future ahead. And I remember just being taken back by that statement, like right. how important it is to be yourself. I learned that from Martin Lawrence. That's the funny thing. Uh, he did an interview. I, somebody was talking about, like, um, how did he get his successes? He said it took longer because he was trying to be himself. Are you all about the NBA action? you got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. 
Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So, buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So, how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. I don't want to conform to anybody, especially I, my thing is, I think who I am is perfect enough. I, some, some, a lot of black people, they like try to conform to, to white guidelines and try to make sure they're happy. Not me. I, I, if, if I'm that guy, I'm going to be that guy all the time. I don't but care you don't ever white. walk into an office and fit, put on like a white person voice? 
No, this is, this is the thing. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. I like, know you what you're phone. saying. Like, hey, what up, my nigga? Hey, I'm John. Nice to meet you. I get what you're saying. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. What, what I'm saying is, I'm, I'm not just ignorant, just ghetto, super loud person naturally. I, I'll go to restaurants. I'm myself. But if there's a time where I still talk like who I am, I'm not going to change who I am. I'm not going to change my morals. I'm not going to change how I, how, how I treat certain people. Everybody's equal to me. Everybody, I don't care if you're a billionaire, janitor, everybody is equal to me. Mm-hmm. So I just want I, I I purposely make content when it's talking about like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that because when I was younger I've been through a lot of racist things I had a lot of um, I had some crazy things happen to me um, in in middle school I, I don't even think you know this one in middle school do tell tell uh, us something I don't know please so, so I was in middle school and I was the president at middle school mm-hmm. and um, the reason why I was president is the president gets to be Santa Claus and I want to be Santa Claus <laughs> so I went to a, a racist area in middle school. <laughs> and so um, apparently, I, I'm, I'm, I'm eighth grade. I don't know what's going on. The whole school apparently it was, it was a it was a problem that I was going to be Santa Claus, a black Santa Claus. I didn't know this at the time. I had the counselor say, "Are you sure you want to be Santa Claus?" I was like, "Yeah, I want to be Santa Claus. That's yeah. why I'm president." I had my uh, teachers, student government teachers, and then so when I was Santa Claus, the next day after my Santa Claus set up, when we was taking pictures with the kids and all that, next day the school was tacked up with fuck niggers all over the school. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, look, I'm not. I'm not saying it was because of me, but I was black Santa Claus, and then the next day, this is not the first time at the school that yeah. it was tagged up. But yeah. it just so happens I felt like that had something to do with me. Yeah. And then, about five years later in high school, I seen a white girl that went to that middle school. She told me her father took her out that school because they allowed a black Santa. They allowed me to be Santa Claus with me being black. Wow. And Santa Claus is a fictional character. Yeah, that was it. It's like if you came as a black <laughs> Jesus, I could. <laughs> I could see them almost trying, because you know how the, you read the Bible and it's like the way they describe Jesus. He's, at the end of the day, you know, Jesus yeah. is Mexican because it's yeah. Jesus. That's, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's why I see it. I, when, when I was in high school, I was I had transferred high schools, and I'll never forget, uh, I would always leave my locker open because I could never, I just for whatever reason suck at the locks, like, you know, the directions and stuff. Those are three numbers. You struggled yes, with that? Yes, I struggled really hard with Three it. numbers, huh? Yes. 12, 32, I would literally be at my locker for like 20 minutes, so I would always leave it open. And uh, one day I came to school, and I would always have my dry erase board in there, and they had put swastikas and KKK in it. And I, I'm i Jewish and Jamaican, so I was like, damn. You're Jamaican? <laughs> I know you was Jamaican. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm Jamaican. I'm Jewish and Jamaican. Yeah, kids are, kids are evil. Yeah. Kids are, it's always it's always going to be here. Uh, this yeah. evil and hate's always going to be here. But that's why you just got to be strong within yourself. Yeah. You got to love yourself first and fuck everybody else. Yeah, I agree. And But I remember that being the first time that I had, I think, more trust issues. Because you knew about racism. Like, right. I had seen my neighbors call my mom the N-word like the... Like the, nothing. Like, that was, I was like probably 10 the first time I seen them treat her differently. Oh. But did you realize that was going on when you was 10? Or did you, did you just accept it? I think that was my maybe my first encounter with the N word. It was just like, oh, I don't remember my first encounter. I think what well, was so memorable because they treated her so bad and she was so nice and she would just be like, you got to push through it. You got to be nice. And those same neighbors that called her the N word and all, she, it took her like twenty years. But eventually, they're like cordial. Like they don't talk to her like that anymore. But as a kid, you you develop a sense of fear, like, oh, there's a, a blind hatred. Right. And when they did it in my high school, I skipped prom because I was so paranoid. Like, I didn't know who had done it. Right. And at the time, you know, they were, it was you know, burning crosses, like weird stuff. I was like, oh, man. What was this again? Your this is school? like upstate New York. Okay, okay. Yeah, in Brooklyn, we didn't really deal with it. But in upstate, it's not enough diversity, but it was... 
traumatic, you know? So what did you learn from it? Like, do you feel like, like today, like, <laughs> uh, do you put up with it? So if, so if somebody did that today and you knew who it was, what is your reaction? Well, I remember my senior year, there was an incident where a boy called me the N-word to my face. And, you know, I'm Jamaican, I'm from Brooklyn, I, I fought him. I, I fought him. I'm talking about they, today, in 2021. If I saw, if that same did it, dude came up to you and looked at you and called you an N-word to your face, what are you doing? I'm a creature of habit. I probably fight him. <laughs> you go tighten the boots uh, up. He's like, okay. Uh, I'm gonna look around, see what if up, my fiance's there. Because my fiance would be like, just, you know, he'd probably be that's like, be more level headed. That, that, that's the crazy thing with just being black. Like, you see these videos, I'm not talking about like the, the cop ones, but just videos of just a random white person, a random black person. And the black people, we just have to naturally be the calm ones because yeah. if we snap, we're looked at as the animals. Yeah. Nobody asks, oh, why did you smash his head with the, with the frying pan? But you didn't see the 15, the 20 seconds before that when he said it called him an N-word 32 times yeah. and saying all this rights. I, I think it needs to be legal. I think I need to be able to, uh, to just elbow somebody yeah. if they call me a racial slur. Because well, yeah. it's a reaction. It's a word. that yeah. It's an emotional reaction out of people. I actually had an incident this past weekend. My fiance and I were traveling to Austin and uh, there's a the white clerk at the counter. Okay. And uh, we were having issues like the hotel room, you know, we ran out of suite and the suite wasn't like up to COVID standards. You right. know, we're from LA, Austin's out there, but we were like, hey, you know. So anyways, we, we were like, you know, it's not clean. You know, we need to like either get a different hotel or just, you know, whatever. So the lady, they initially fought us on it, but they said, you know, we'll switch a room, downgrade it because they didn't have any more suites. Right. And we switched rooms. We check out the next day, and I we asked for a receipt, and the lady's, like, all flustered. She's, like, getting all angry. And the fear that crept into me at that time was I left the counter to take a call, and my fiancé, you know, he's trying to be calm, and this, you know, this white lady, she starts escalating, hyperventilating. I pull out my camera because I think... As a woman, you're vulnerable. It's like you don't want anything to happen to your fiancé. Your, fiance. your partner, yeah. Yeah. And um, so anyways, uh, she starts hyperventilating, screaming, bully, and da, da, da. And she's behind, like, a counter, but she's, she's putting on the whole song it, and dance. pixie glass and all that? Yes. Okay, okay. And he's just calmly speaking to her. And the whole time he's like, we got to be calm because, you know, we're black and people are going to, you know, try to make us out to be the bad guy. And he's, like, coaching me to, you know, part of me was like. And y'all not even wrong. That's the cold part. But wrong. we got to be the ones. She called the police, and the police came, and the police were looking at her like she was crazy. But the whole time, the whole thing we're telling ourselves is, be calm, make sure that, um, you know, because we're automatically judged at a higher degree. Right. Which sucks, because we're all sitting there prepping ourselves, even though we weren't wrong the entire time, for this crazy... When it comes to us, people forget to ask why they acted that way. They just forget the actions. And it sucks. But... Not that I don't want to spend more time on this topic. I have to know uh, who are like... A quick pivot. Yeah, quick pivot. <laughs> I have to know while I have you because we don't have that much time left. But I I do have to know, in regards to you being an influencer, what would you say, like, who is your favorite celebrity to cover or favorite topic to cover besides, you know, uh, the Black Lives Movement? Okay, so um, the I make I'm for, I don't talk about black women. I don't. I am I, I clown a black woman, but I don't see that there was a problem at one point in time. I used to use emotion in my videos, like like stuff I was angry at. But now, why would I, you say it was a problem? Because I had I'm a I'm a comedic channel, 
So I still talk about the same issues, but I always take a comedic approach. I try to be smart about it. So the things I love talking about, I like talking about when rappers mess up. I, I used to like talking about 6 9 but I think we're part of the problem why he's popular. People like me, people like <laughs> blogs are just keep... People like that are literally popping because of the hate. Yeah. Trump was popping because of the hate. Yeah. If people that hated Trump didn't say shit, then nobody be wearing a MAGA hat. It'd just be a regular ass president doing his thing. Do you I, ever miss the Trump tweets or the Trump? No, nah, I, was, I, was, I was sick of I was sick of Trump. Like I don't care politics, all that. Just him, this orange motherfucker. Just the way he <laughs> acted as a grown ass man. Just, just not even as a president. <laughs> yeah. Just as a grown man, it just pissed me off. Yeah. And um, and it was just too much. And actually, I see just things are getting better in media. It's like you're not looking at CNN every day. You just you able to watch stuff again. Yeah. Not worrying about is Trump going to start a war with North? He buddy buddy with North Korea, buddy buddy with Russia and all these people. It just it, it, he just got on my nerve. I, I I didn't like that time. It was a a very like the Twitter feeds was all about him. Like how many orange jokes could I come up with? I called him tangerine. I called him vitamin C. Yeah, yeah. Called him all type of your orangutans. I'm like I'm running out of orange shit. I can't make any more videos on him. So who was your favorite person in the end the cover? I like covering The Rock because he has a. I can a see y'all have like a little good relationship going yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. He he he, uh, he he posts a few of my videos. Me roasting. He he, he was in he was at the WF. So that's all they did yeah. was talk shit to each other. So what I what I do to him, I be clowning him. He he be he be talking shit in the DMs and stuff like that. But other than that, um, The Rock somebody. I like I like making fun of people when their life's not too affected. What do you mean by that? So let's say Kim Kardashian really has something going on in her life, like like deep. I don't like making videos about that because that's something that's really affecting. Are you talking about like the Kim and Kanye? No, 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 necessarily. That. I'm just. What, talking, what I, is Kim I, got going on that's so deep? I'm and I'm not poking fun at. I, it, I just, I just going... threw it out there. Just, I'm oh. just saying, if somebody is going through something deep where I start to notice their life is really being affected. Yeah. Like uh, Jesse Smollett, like he was yeah. wrong what he did, but you could tell in his interview something's going on with him. So yeah. I stopped, stopped talking about. Oh, that. that's cool. So but, you're like the anti-bully comedian. Yeah, no, it's you, not. You just have a little heart. I, I, I have a heart, and then it's, it's you can go too far in situations. Yeah. Um, I can make a video, and then it be and get a bunch of views and comments and likes because it's a, t a trending topic, and then I could keep making videos. But it's at, at what point am I doing it? I'm just doing it for clout now. Yeah, I'm doing it to make people. I'm trying to entertain people. I'm not. I don't want to never do anything for clout. I was wondering, like, what the difference is between the clout and you doing it for content. And and I also want to circle back to. I know we're limited on time, guys, but I also want to circle that back to. Um, the why you don't touch on black women. Okay, so um, the difference between clout and content is talent. Mm -hmm. People, just, you, you ask somebody, somebody, okay, why you want a bunch of followers on TikTok or Twitter? I just want them. That's the Kim Kardashian effect. I just, oh. I just have them. You that's have, the clout. That's the clout. I, okay. just, I just want clout. Now me, I have a talent. I, I want to use this for my stand-up career. And that's why I'm growing an audience because it makes my my job easier to promote shows and stuff like that. And people get to see my style of comedy and people fall in love with what I do. So I have a purpose of why I want the content to have the clout. Mm -hmm. But most of the people just make content just, have, just all the time. People just hey, follow me. You go to their page, you're not doing nothing. What you want me to follow? Nothing? Yeah. And then you said about the black women. Um, I think I'm very big on protecting, uh, hashtag uh, protect black women. I just think... Um, like I'm very picky. Like, um, like I think black women, are, they have to go through racism and sexism. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know a lot of white people; they can't acknowledge their white privilege, but I can acknowledge my male privilege. Mm -hmm. So I would like to use my male privilege to help 
black Aww, women. We love you for that, man. That's so sweet. It's uh, nice hearing a, a man say that. No, because it's, it's, it's the truth. There's situations with black women. You take a black girl. She's twerking just with her girlfriends, a bunch of black women. Black men in the comment section, look at these thoughts. Look at these hoes. Look at these. Same situation. I see it all the time. The Shade Room, Hollywood Unlocked, post a picture of a, a white girl twerking. And, oh, they're just having fun. It's, oh, what's yeah. the difference? It's just because black women look better it, it, with bigger butts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just. Yeah, I'll tell you something that's kind of funny. And I discovered it in my 20s when I decided to finally put on a dress is, you know, I would see, say, a white girl wear... In your some, 20s, you put the dress on man, for the first time? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I um, I remember, I, I, you know, I would go to a store in the same dress that, like, a white girl would wear, I would put on. And when I would put on the, the sundress, it would look like a club dress. Right. Because of the curves. But when she would wear it, it looked like an innocent dress, like a sundress. And that's not your problem. They booty flatter than the folded up Monopoly board. That, that, that's on them, to be honest. So continue with <laughs> my bad. But yeah, I remember discovering that kind of early. But there is a double standard, you know. Oh, yeah, There's definitely double a double standard. standard. And uh, and uh, you're right. Race does or race does play a role in those those. They conditionalize black people to hate on other black people, so they don't even got to do it. Yeah. We we can't get no unity because we're conditionalized. We fight over stupidest things. We, you brought it up earlier, light skin versus dark skin. Yeah. You're black at the end of the day. Any, yeah. If a white man walk in here, he go, you're a black chick. A hundred percent. White yeah. people always see me as black. Black people, man, y'all, y'all debate my blackness. <laughs> but now, since we are on an episode of Eating While Broke, I am just curious, as an influencer... What do them checks be looking like? Is it worth it? Like, is it worth? Because it took For, you years to get your following and your your situation. So, so if you're an influencer in it for the money, then you don't do what I do. Because I cuss, I'm very opinionated. So a lot of people don't want their brand next to me. Okay. So I, I my videos make some money, but mm-hmm. I don't like somebody with my amount of following and they're just doing TikTok dances and regular videos with mukbangs. They're probably making a shitload of money. But mm-hmm. I've never got into making creating content to be a big influencer. I got into creating content so I could use it for my stand-up. Okay. So I never intended to make a bunch of money off, off this. I do make some money, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but it's harder for me because I be on there talking all this shit. And I'm, I'm, you can't put a muzzle on me. No. But you do have this new podcast. Uh-huh. Um, are we are we able to promote yeah. oh, it? Okay, I okay. definitely want to. Okay, I wanna... so so the two things I got, I got my own podcast called Off the Mic Podcast. This is a place. It is what it is. It's shit I say that I shouldn't say on the mic, so it's called Off the Mic. Okay. And then I, my radio show, Bootleg Cap Show. It's a syndicated radio show. We're in Vegas. We're in five markets. I don't know all the. All, <laughs> really but I see you guys move around a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just launched in Vegas uh, this weekend, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay. we pretty pretty much your your uh, hip hop radio show. We're um, we're not politically politically correct, um, and we have fun. So that's two things I have on air right now: my podcast, and I'm on the co-host of Bootleg Kev Show. Do you think they'll ever get to a point in time where you'll take a check and maybe curb some of your personality, or are you going to stick to it and take the Martin Lawrence route? Martin Lawrence all the way. Be myself. I, I I've. I've, I remember this is in like 2017. I had, I don't want to say the company, but it was going to give me a big check. And then I, I gave them the video that I was going to do because they, they, had they had to review it. And they said, yeah, the, the promo is great, but we can't be in this video. And I said, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not going to make a PG video for your ass. 
<laughs> uh, you, you can take like that's that's my thing. Mm-hmm. If you if you're true to yourself, people the people will find you. If the people find you, then the companies are gonna have to fuck with you. Yeah. That's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. So just take your time. Stop conforming to people and just be yourself. Everybody's a fucking clone now. Yeah, that's I, all TikTok. I, that's all TikTok is. Everybody's copying each other's content, just doing voiceovers and dances. I I enjoy your content a lot, but you know, like I said from the from the Kevin Hart interview, it's just like at the end of the day, you being yourself and staying true to yourself. You out of water, so you don't want an oyster <laughs> oyster oyster syrup to no. uh, follow that up with. Um, uh, yeah, so you being yourself, you know. Is really, I think, your secret to success. Do you do you feel the same? Yeah, I think one hundred percent. You have to be you have to be yourself, and you have to anything you have to do, you have to study. You have to study algorithms. You have to study study uh, which platform, will, how to get a better retention rate. You have to study. Like the reason why I make content the way I do is because I studied algorithm. A lot of people. This is a little tip. A lot of people that they pick up their phone and then they do this. Hey, uh, this is Colleen Witt. Um, Blah blah, they motherfuckers is gone already. They, they don't care about that. What? So you got to come on, push play, and say this is the shit I seen today. Just because now, because oh. now people are selling. What, what, what the fuck? What did, did she see? see today? Yeah, what did she say? So, oh snap! Because the goal, the goal is: Do you want to be a user mm-hmm. uh, on social media, or do you want to be an asset? If you're seen as an asset on Instagram, Instagram's going to promote you. Mm-hmm. They they go to they see the analytics. Okay, on this page, damn. It's, he got nine hours of watch time today. And they go to the other page, you only got 20 minutes. Who are they going to promote? The person nine, that got Yeah, nine oh, hours. Oh, wow. So you have, the goal is, every platform is to keep people on on, on, um, on your page because you'll get promoted more. Yes. And what I've learned definitely even in this interview is that time is the most valuable thing that you have. And look how much time and money and effort is spent in consuming that time. Right. So you got to choose what you, you know, you spend. That's the only only currency that you you can replace. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming and trying to poison me. Take another bite. <laughs> one more bite. I'll take a, I'll take one more bite. All right. Where's the camera that? It's I don't not know that bad. She's being dramatic. It actually wasn't. It's just you know yeah, you may she, have you a little like bit of salt salt poison. Donkey ass. Hmm. Yeah, there you I'm go. Done. Sound like she chewing on brake pads. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on another episode of Eating While Broke. With James Andre Andre Jefferson Jefferson Jr. For more Eating While Broke from iHeartRadio and The Black Effect, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.